faking. How did this happen? Well, it's a long story. if that thing uh, below us is making the sounds of thunder. Actually, no. We're just making the sounds of thunder. Welcome to the Wage of Cinema. I'm Jack. I'm Andrew. And with us, uh, as usual for these uh, comic book uh, endeavors, we have special guest star, special guest guardian, <laughs> Matt Catania. You're our special guard. Ahoy! Yes. yes. Episode 101. We are now into the 100s here. And, uh... Yeah, we're back into the blockbuster MCU type universe because, you know, Marvel always has to put out another movie. They can't leave well enough alone with their. Oh, fate. sorry. I'm sorry you're uh, disappointed with Marvel's output. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm being sarcastic. Uh, no, I, I uh, Marvel can put all the movies out if they want. Um, but we're in phase three, and now we are at Thor, Ragnarok. I like saying the rock at the end like that. It makes it feel like I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Well, Jack's masculinity aside, yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I quite enjoyed it, too. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure I could find little things that I didn't like about it, but uh, on the whole, it was, it was just basically a lot of fun. It was stupendously fun. Yes. That, that's a good word to use for this. Um, I was really looking forward to this film. Uh, why so? Because the trailers really brought me in. I've been disappointed with the Thor movies ever since, well, well, well early on Thor? I was kind of like, eh, okay. Second one, same level of okay. The first, th and I, I always the first th Thor was good, and the second one was a little less good. I always thought the first two Thor films got by on their comedy. That's what made them, uh, that's what made them good and watchable. And Tom Hiddleston. Well, that as well, but uh, he was in. But he's done much better stuff in, you know, in, in the Avengers and everything else that he's been in. Just Thor. All right, never mind. Well, the point is, uh, <laughs> he's been the pretty consistent. Is, I always thought that they weren't handling Thor right, and now this movie shows me that they're right on track where they should be. They went full Flash Gordon with this film. Flash Gordon. I, I was what I also thought of watching this was uh, Douglas Adams. Yes, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, because it's like what you should know is that um, following kind of on the heels of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which it's really clever that Marvel put out these two movies in the same year since they feel like they would be a great double feature because they're both space age comedies that maybe that they throw in some drama here and there they're but aesthetically linked <laughs> aesthetically linked they're very colorful but i thought of adams because of just how completely irreverent it is yeah there's also like a bit of the long dark tea time of the soul in there both he has guardians and uh, odin oh i can't tell you about odin but anyhow there's, there's, <laughs> odin is in the long dark tea time of the soul as well so is I he that was, yes wow i'm it's trying the, to remember that yes yeah 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 you know, because I was thinking more Hitchhiker's Guide just because of, like, how the, uh, uh, what, what you might call it. Sackar? Like, well, no, no, it's just, I, I mean, just the general tone. Oh, yeah. The fact that, like, how the dialogue is handled and how, uh, like, everything from Jeff Goldblum and how he is in the movie and then a lot of the supporting characters. Like, that, it's not that it's completely funny every single scene through. Like, they can't. You know, you can't really do a movie like that with this, but it feels like um, much more than the other movies. Yeah, it embraces, as Andrew said, the pulpiness. There, the the, the villainness of this movie is, yeah, you you nailed it. Very Flash Gordon. Yeah. And the yeah. other '80s movie this reminds me of is Big Trouble in Little China. Because yeah, huh. Thor is Jack Burton. Wait, wait, who's Jack Burton? <laughs> Thor is Jack Burton. Huh. 
No, no, I feel, I feel like Jack Burton's a little dumber than Thor's in this movie. Yeah. Well, I think we're talking about the same sort of comedic spirit mixed with action. I think that's, uh, I think you have a point there. The, the key thing also, uh, for those who don't know, the, the movie's directed by uh, Taika Waititi, who, uh, who may be the, uh, kind of like the successor to Peter Jackson, I think, as like New, New Zealand's most renowned, famous director. He passed on the uh, the Kiwi crown. Well, so Peter Jackson's not doing anything. You know, Taika Waititi can take it for a little while. Ever since the Halo movie tanked. Yeah, that, what do you mean tanked? It never got made. Exactly. Uh, well, he made he produced District 9, though. So, but anyway, Who no. cares? But Taika Waititi, for those of you um, who might not know that name, uh, Google or YouTube uh, What We Do in the Shadows or uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, Waititi is probably up there with uh, Edgar Wright as one of our most skilled comedic directors right now. Like, I've only seen a couple of his movies, and I know he's just... Well, uh, two movies aside from this, that he's the shit. Because uh, what we do in the shadows <laughs> is this really fantastic mockumentary about uh, vampires who are roommates. And, uh, what, and The Hunt for the Wilder People is just an extremely charming... Uh, wacky movie about a kid who pairs up with Sam Neill, who and then but, uh, and, he I'm also sorry. did the Eagle versus Shark, which is like a, a like a subverted rom com. Huh. You should go see that too. Okay, yeah, but Sam Neill made a uh, cameo in this film, did he? Not? Yes, he did. Yes, he. Did. Yeah, at first I didn't recognize him. I was like, who is that? <laughs> he looks so. And then it hit me near the end of the scene. I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah, which and I should have recognized him because he looked just the same way as in Hunt for the Wilder People. It's like his character moved from there to, to here. Um, but, but again, so the idea is that um, uh, you know Marvel wanted to have like this voice, and I guess unlike Ant Man, you know that didn't sour or anything. So luckily they were able to keep him there. Now it's not that this doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It does. Um, but I really appreciated his, what, what I felt like was his style in, in the movie. Um, now we should probably explain what this movie's about. Okay. Right here at the top, <laughs> but, but people. Pe nobody knows what that means. Well, except the, the people who are from, uh, the, the Norway and Sweden and Denmark and all those or North people countries. who have read books. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what the What do you deal. mean? Books? There are books other than Marvel books, Andrew? So, Thor right. is, starts out, he's trying to keep Ragnarok from happening, which is basically the end of Asgard. But as things go on, he finds out that Odin, who you might remember from Thor 2, was suddenly deposed without any explanation. And then he finds him and finds out that Hela, the goddess of death, is going to come back and wreak havoc on Asgard. Yes, and uh, Hela, uh, played by Cate uh, Blanchett, uh, who, again, she's the one who's going uh, full Flash Gordon here. Um, she is arming the Merciless here. Yeah, she kind of is. I wasn't quite thinking that. I was just thinking this is what Cate Blanchett does. Well, if, if, we talk, if, like we talk about, if we talk about star power... Max von Sydow playing Ming the Merciless is pretty much analogous to Kate Blanchett playing Hella, Goddess that, of Death. That is a that is a very fair point. But she, I think, is one of the few big stars in a Marvel movie who hasn't quite who never got who hasn't she wasn't wasted in this. No, she wasn't wasted. I actually I would say that though for me she's not how do I phrase this? She it's not that she's not one of the big draws of the movie, but actually she wasn't used as much as some of the other characters yeah, like I was, I was expecting a much bigger part from for her based on the trailers and my own excitement levels compared to what other people have done in yes, Marvel yes, films I will concede that is a she, better role her role yeah. is is much better yes no no that well that's the key word is every better. time I have to think of a villain in a Marvel movie so criminally underused I have to go to Lee Pace and Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor uh, or the Dark World with uh, Christopher Eccleston yeah which oh nobody, yeah what the I don't remember a, all that? I don't remember a single goddamn line that he had in that movie. I can't think of one either. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's what, what you could tell. So, like, I don't think... Uh, Cape Blanchett maybe could have had one or two more scenes in the movie, um, but she is one of the more memorable uh, Marvel villains. I think that might be this year... She's got good lines. This, she, yeah. she looks good in that costume. Yeah. She, well, she 
hat, she seems like an intimidating villain. Between this and Kurt Russell, I think that Marvel is getting on the right track with their villains. Michael Keaton and Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that too. Thank you for reminding me. They're doing better. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, she, she's a memorable a, enough villain. Yeah, it, I mean, she like, and what's interesting is she's able here and there to get little comedic bits into, right? Like not even so much in the lines, just how she says them, because it's like. It, She's it's, a gr- she's a great actress. And yeah, she does a good job job with the dialogue she's given, which was which is you know a, a step above a, a lot of uh, <coughs> ah excuse me excuse me that's a lot of uh, Marvel villain dialogue so far. Yeah, well yeah, that and you know again also Loki returns in this movie. Oh like uh, I, we I, got I, Jeff Goldblum playing himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I want to talk about that for a second. Well, remind me. So what was the name of that planet that Sakaar? they get? Okay, yeah, so what happens in the movie, uh, like, as uh, Thor and Loki are trying to, uh, they, they first encounter Hela again, and then um, Loki calls for, like, the, their rainbow... Uh, Bifrost ton- bi- bridge. Bifrost bridge, thank you. Um, this it's like, guy. But, yeah, right. no, but anyway, as they're doing that, then he gets, he and Loki get tossed into, like, this planet, and Jeff Goldblum is the one that runs it. I love this planet. I just wanted to men- make that clear. Like, this is... I love the look of it. I love that this is a kind of, like, trash planet that it's is... It's basically a planet made of trash. Oh. And I, when you really look at it, it's like all these portals throughout the universe just dump trash in this one spot. Yeah. And it's made this planet. Yeah. And it's still dumping trash onto the planet. Yeah. Another, and that's what the whole planet is built around. Another interesting thing that <coughs> occurred to me that I just remembered, this this popped in my head as I was watching the movie. This is like a m- much more colorful, fun, maybe better version of Gladiator. <laughs> 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 if you think about it, a lot of the parts are there from the original movie. Like... It works if you don't think about it. Well, some of it's there as far as, like, well, you know, the character gets thrown to a planet, he has to, he's put into gladiatorial combat, and... That's kind of the plot of every gladiator story. <laughs> well, that was the first one I could think of, I guess, I don't know. The one that was named Gladiator, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it was a good choice. Well, it's a way of trashing uh, that. Um, I, yeah, but, but talking about, like, because you mentioned Chris Hemsworth as the Jack Burton of this movie, I think he's also having a lot more fun, which is, I feel like he must have, ca- like, because didn't Taika Waititi direct those, like, Thor shorts? Yeah, he did the, the yeah. Thor shorts with Daryl. Yeah, because if you go on YouTube, um, they have, like, these, there were a couple of shorts directed last year by Waititi where the idea is, what's Thor been doing during uh, Civil War? What's going on? And they show it's like a, a comedy like The Office, but with Thor. And Thor got to do a lot more in this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. So far throughout in the Marvel Universe, he's been kind of the uh, just the warrior. There hasn't been a great deal of depth to him. In this one, he got to talk more, do, do more wisecracks, and basically... No, I wouldn't necessarily... I, I grow a little bit as a character. Well, it's... kind of change roles. Well, well, it helps that we've had uh, several movies with him already, but now it's gotten to the point where, for me, kind of like with Civil War, where we, we're now, we've been with these characters now for all these years that they're now... It's paying off when they get to do lots more interesting and fun stuff with them. Yes. And, but the focus of the movie is actually on Thor. It's not like Thor off the side plus a bunch of Earth people you don't care about. Like, everybody oh, in the movie is God. basically like a crazy yeah. space character, and it's amazing. Well, that yeah. was my problem with the Dark World. It's like, oh, so we're back again with Kat Dennings and crazy Stone Sarsgaard. And it felt very sequely, if that's if that's a word that can ever be used, like... Um, if it wasn't for the stuff actually in that movie between Thor and Loki, you know that movie would just be really forgettable. Yeah. Like as as opposed to just kind of forgettable, but it it has its moments. This like I feel like Watiti really latched onto like character more than anything. Um, <laughs> now that does now to that extent. There's if I had a couple of little flaws with it though on the other end because he's focusing so much on the characters and the actors like here and there some of the action 
It's not that, it, like, the action scenes, how, like, the fighting goes on isn't bad, but some of, like, the visual effects in those shots, it's like, I can tell you're just standing there among, like, a bunch of CGI. I, my problem with the action scenes is that there were a few with Hela that seem really to have no consequence. The, yeah. What I mean is there's nobody, she's fighting all these people in Asgard, none of whom we know. Yeah. Except for possibly three of them. Yes. But really, it doesn't amount to much anyway because we haven't cared about those characters in movies. It's, it's, Which it's is a, the fault of the first two Thor movies that they didn't properly introduce us to all the Thor supporting cast. Yes. Yeah, because uh, I never knew there was a Hela until now. So we, we we mean somebody else. Oh, but I mean, it's oh, like yeah, she's yeah. fighting all these people. It's just random soldiers we don't know. It's like, yeah, this is bad. She's winning, but it's like. There's nobody we real we're really afraid is going to die in this situation. We're really rooting for Hela to win because she's awesome. Just, <laughs> just to advance the plot, she's the character we know the most about. Have, so it's like, who else are we gonna latch on to? Matt, I have kind of like a comic booky question. Yeah. Um, so in the movie, she it shows that like whenever she's about to attack and kick ass, all of a sudden, like a helmet appears and like antlers come out and all that. Does she need those to fight? Like, is that just, like, a cool thing? Is she, she like, a deer? Does she need to fight using her antlers? No, she just has great fashion sense. It was weird to do that. It's like, it's like, um, what's his name? Like, Topher Grace in Spider-Man 3. Like, they take away, like, the Venom mask from him when he has to talk. But it's like, <laughs> why would they ever have well, to have just, a... Well, that was just dumb. Why would they ever have to take away that mask and, and helmet fr from Kate Blanchett? Just to show her face every once in a while? I don't know. I would have had it on, like, permanently for yeah. the whole movie. I, because, like, there's one scene where she just, like, takes it off, talks to Thor a little bit, puts it back on. <laughs> and it's like, you could have just talked with that yeah. thing on. And it's not like, I know that, the, like, the Asgardian gods have that power, because Loki does that, too, with his whole get up and other he movies. can make himself have horns that's yes. his helmet see this one is much better than the dark world because loki has his horns back <laughs> you heard it here first that's and there's a put joke that about quote on the too. poster <laughs> yeah yeah there are god there are just so many quotes here i feel like i might have missed one or two things here like <laughs> as far as like characters trading things um also, by the way, the director, Taika Waititi, has a... Cameo. Uh, uh, he's Korg. Well, not really a cameo. He's kind of a supporting character. Yes, he has a supporting role. Yeah. But yeah. In a voice he's, acting way. I mean, we can talk about people who really do have cameos in in the spoilers. He plays... Korg, the Korg, Korman warrior. He also played another character named Surtur. Uh, no, Clancy Brown was, was voicing Surtur, but maybe he did the mocap for it? Maybe, yeah, maybe that was... Oh, he... Oh, he did the voice? Yeah. Neat. Nice. Yeah, it's funny when you get to see all the it's a cast. Crown. And um <laughs> Yeah. And and story-wise there was also one interesting character who was not like a like like a comedic person in here, which was uh Valkyrie? Um well no, well her, yeah. I mean no, she she had an arc, but like also uh Carl Urban oh, plays Scourge? Scourge the I'm executioner. glad he got to speak. Uh, for some reason, I had a feeling that Carl Urban was not going to speak in He's, this role. Well, he speaks right away. Yes, but yeah, you know, quickly that this it got dispelled. I mean, how many movies does Carl Urban not speak during? I'm just saying, I had this weird feeling. Well, I'm glad. Trailer well, that yeah. he would be kind of just like thrown in there and wasted. But you know, he has a memorable part to as, play as in a, this film as well. So you thought maybe he would. Like, be speaking, but his eyes would be completely covered the entire time. No, I had a feeling <laughs> that he would just be mute. Yeah, I didn't recognize him immediately at first. I'm like, that is Carl Urban, but he's, like, bigger-er. And I don't know he why. He was wearing some bulky armor the whole time. Well, bulky armor, and I think maybe he must have worked out even more because his face was a little puffier, but... He had a mustache. Yeah, that too. Um, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 what I liked about that character was it showed that uh, Waititi and the writers were um, they were interested in having some real type of conflict here because you have like this guy who um, you know he he's kind of watching over the the bridge and then he gets he he decides well. I don't want to die, so I think I'm just gonna like pair up with uh, Hella here and yeah. be his quote executioner. Scourge has executioner. a character arc, a small one, 
and he's a small part of the film, but he has something. Yeah, no, yeah, he does have something to play. It's not which like, was more uh, of a character arc than Thor had during the second Thor <laughs> film. Oh, yeah, so a little bit. Yeah, and Thor: The Dark World was so forgettable. Like, I didn't even remember what happened to Odin at the end of that. Like, I remembered that Loki was killed. Uh, spoilers for Thor: Dark World. I don't care. It's four years old. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I forgot that Odin. What happened to him? So like in the beginning of this movie, I was almost kind of going into a fresh. Like, ah, so I wonder where what's happening with Odin. What's happening with our characters and. Oh, okay, he's over I there. I wonder what's happening with Odin. Ask nobody ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, Even you know, Anthony Hopkins wasn't asking that. Like, he was kind of just thinking, like... I'm going to be in Transformers the last night. I don't give a damn. He was a little bit in that mode in this movie. He, he was, did for... I'm gonna... This is not a spoiler, because everything <laughs> Anthony Hopkins does happens in the first act. Uh, Anthony Hopkins did a... Did a great job in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Well, he wasn't he, he was slumming it like he wasn't Transformers. No, 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 and no, no. He no, wasn't no, just no, kind no, of sitting wasn't. back being Anthony Hopkins like he wasn't Thor the Dark he, World. He, just from the couple of clips I saw from Transformers Five, I know he did a better job in this movie than he in did that, more of than course. collect a paycheck. No, this. yeah, yeah. He wasn't acting like with his eyes like peering off like. Oh, there's there's the check. There's the check. Bumblebee, Bumblebee. Um, no. Um, <laughs> it's just I also just like how again, just talking stylistically, just how colorful this this world is. Um, how again, I, I go back to that that planet that you know it, immediately there's garbage flowing all over the place. You have those creatures that roam the 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 junkyards, and you know we don't need to know anything colorful deep jowls. about them. Yeah, the colorful Jawas. Like they're they're Jawas who will just like immediately be like, "Yeah, we're gonna eat you now." And um, but uh, yeah, there's just a really fresh comic spirit running through everything. Like if there is a chance to subvert something, or not even subvert something, just to have fun with the moment, they'll, they'll go for it. Like again, then going now into Tessa Thompson who plays uh, uh, Valkyrie. Um, is her name Brunhilda? It is. Wow, how, how Django Unchained of this movie. Uh, oh, she was yeah, in... Yeah, Django um, Unchained and this movie both got those things from Norse mythology, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you I guess you're to, right. You need to, you I need thought to that do some reading. I thought that was like German mythology. Uh, the, yeah. The German or that mythology, uh, there's the Wagnerian opera is based on the Norse mythology. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right, that makes sense. Damn it, I, I didn't go to school for this. Um, hey. Sorry. Hey. No. George Bernard Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback now. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Uh, she I was, think, in, uh, she I was th in Creed, actually, now that I look this up. That's kind of cool. I think we, uh, we also really need to mention, and this is kind of unusual for us, we do need to mention the soundtrack. Uh well the 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 score for this movie was uh score yeah that's that's the that's the correct term I think well the musical composition and also uh, the use of uh, by Mark oh Mark Mothersbaugh that's pretty cool um he, he yeah he was having a lot of fun here with uh, electronic music that's what also gave it that eighties feel um especially like if Doctor Strange Feels kind of like was a rush 70s, album. Yeah. Which, uh, pretty good, a sort of video game influence along with the 80s. Well, that was also the thing near the very, like, in the climax of the movie, without saying what happens, some of those, like, some of the effects made it look like a modern video game, but then the music was very 80s, so it yeah. was like, I guess we're kind of getting, like, a pre-Ready Player One, like, for a couple minutes in this movie. Yeah. Um, but then they also use, uh, Immigrant Song, uh... Very well, I think. Twice, Led Zeppelin well. open up the vault, and they let him have it. Well, that Marvel money is is good wherever it comes from. Indeed. Yeah. The, the costume design's also really great. In yeah. How everything is very Kirby-esque. Like, yeah, yeah, very, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Everything's very, like, big. and Big with and angular and colorful. Yeah, actually, now but it's... it's not crazy. No, it is, it is crazy. But, but, but it's like... It's a fitting, slick sort of crazy. It's truly, like, space operatic. Like, 
with Kirby, you know, aside from like doing Thor early on, he also did uh, the the Fourth World comics, and that ha- now that I think about it, that has a lot of this feel too. Like so did Guardians, uh, those movies, but but this especially, I like that you pointed that out. Like uh, like even Jeff Goldblum, what he's wearing, and uh, like a lot of the people on that planet, and then uh, also um, also also Hela's suit. Yeah. Like, it's nothing in this movie is grounded, and it's so much better for it. Yeah. Like, it just embraces yeah. the, the wonder of comic books and visual storytelling. I'm so but, I'm so thankful for that, too, because as as I mentioned earlier, Thor was the, was the one franchise I really thought was somehow being held back, that it needed to go out there. I mean, I yeah. enjoyed the first movie... A bit, but even that was still like, eh, this is good. And I think, yeah, this is definitely better. Would I say it's, like, among, like, my very favorites of the Marvel movies? I don't think so. I would. But really. Yeah, Ragnarok is awesome. (laughs) 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 Thor has its moments. The... Wait, were you talking about the original Thor? Or yeah, the one from oh, 2001. Oh, yeah, I, I still Thor like has one. its moments, yeah. but I think looking back from where we are now, it looks pretty... It is a I don't want to say bland, but it looks pretty unambitious. Yeah. It's like Mar- it's, Marvel is still kind of very cowardly at that point. Yeah. It's trying to be like too much Clark's Law and too much human stuff. But Too I much mean, Natalie Portman. But I, I like what they do with it, but they... Could have gone farther had they been braver. I yeah. think. Well, that, but, that movie this was, this was at the time when they were really starting to really put this out there. That and Captain but, America that year were emblematic of like, well, we're kind of dipping our toe in the water. Uh, we're not quite there yet, but we're trying to do it. And then the Avengers took it to like a whole other level. Yeah, like that's where they realized so much of their potential. Um, and they're still realizing it with this film. Like I said, I did like this movie a lot. Um, uh, again, I'm, I'm, maybe it's, I'm just, I'm. You know what it is? When I talk about the action parts, I might just be a little bit tired of some of the action in these. In like, this movie made me think like, I don't know if I really feel any stakes because again, they're mostly gods, or I don't. Again, as you said, I don't really know these people because they haven't been set up before. Um, although I did enjoy seeing Hulk, uh, beat the crap out of a giant dog, <laughs> which is also that when we talk about, like, there's a giant dog in it's this movie. Wolf. wolf sorry. Wolf Semantics. It's Fenris. <laughs> What's yeah. the name? It's Fenris. Fenris. Okay. I didn't, I didn't read wolf. the comics. I didn't know that it's it had It's in the mythology. Oh, oh is it? It's either. a canon mythological character. The giant wolf, Fenris, who will come during Ragnarok and be killed by Thor. Spoiler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's actually it is coming to me that yeah, Odin and Thor were in uh, Long Dark Tea Time. Anyway, no, but anyway, yeah, Hulk gets to fight Fenris. There we go. And uh, don't say that like you know what it means. <laughs> I, I'm I'm learning. Um, oh, also that's another thing. I really enjoyed uh, Mark Ruffalo in the movie. Uh, I thought that he. Uh, um, he got to have fun too, and I oh I but I did have I, I don't know if this is a nitpick, but I mean I, you know I'm gonna wait for that for spoilers because I have a question about that. But I, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say everybody does great in this film. You can tell that what TT really loves actors, and he really loves like he he really went for I can tell he probably rehearsed a lot for this movie. There are certain moments that feel very improv, but in a good way. Like, there are parts where the characters will just be kind of bickering among themselves, but not in, like, a serious way, just trying to, like, figure something out, like, as they're trying to escape or figure out a plan or something like that. And it, again, it, it's similar to that thing in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, where it's, you're just kind of with these guys on this adventure. Yeah, I'm really glad that um, he was saying that a the original cut of the film was much shorter, but it didn't have all the jokes. But then he went back and put the jokes back in, and it's so much better for it. Ooh. Oh, God. oh, thank goodness! What? Oh, do you mean like Marvel tried to do their cut? I don't know. I don't know. There, there was a an early cut that was shorter with less humor in it, and then somebody had the wise idea to say change their mind and say no, this does need the humor. Put it back in. Yeah. Well, well I was gonna say. I mean, without the humor. You know, again, it's still a colorful 
movie with good acting, but it's also just like, yeah. okay, a story about siblings fighting again. It, you do. it is kind of a tonal shift for Thor, but it's a shift for the better. Yeah. yeah. This is easily the best Thor film. Oh, no, no. I, I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely, yeah. It's the best Thor film. It's uh, one of the better Marvel sequels. Um that they've done as far as and when I say sequels I mean kind of like following directly from yeah uh, a I, previous I, I agree type of effort. anything you want to say before we go into spoilers um again these these Marvel makes these movies to see on a really good screen with a big audience and uh, that's how you should see this movie I I don't know if this house would plan 3D I, I we did not see this in 3D because I kind of think that that's you know, I, I would say don't do that if you can help it, even though they're pushing this on a lot of 3D screens. Like, I guess they're doing all these movies. Like, you know, with the exception of, like, Doctor Strange, I can't really think of any Marvel movies that would have looked kind of interesting in 3D. Um, but aside from that, no, it's it's a it's a crowd-pleasing, fun movie. Again, that's the thing that you got to keep remembering. It's fun, but at the same time, it doesn't lack substance. I think that's the key thing. It, it, it treats its characters and its world seriously enough in the in the core of it so that you have super colorful Jeff Goldblum who bickers with his assistant in a very Goldblumy way. You have YTT as this rock monster. You have uh, Hulk being super hulky. Um, and uh, I don't know how else to describe him. Uh, luckily the Infinity Stones are also kind of kept to a minimum. They're, they're barely there. So if you sometimes complain about, uh, fuck the Infinity Stones, they're barely in this. Uh, so yeah, go see it. Matt, anything to add? Thor Ragnarok is hella good. Uh, something tells me that's going to be the name, the title on your blog post about this movie. (laughs) That's what you said when we reviewed Guardians of the Galaxy 2. (laughs) You're repeating yourself. You're getting an old hat, Matt. I need to be quoted on more things. I got to get it out there, Jack. All right. Now we're in the spoiler territory. Oh, did you want to have anything else to say? No. Okay. All right. (laughs) Now we're in the spoiler territory. If you don't want things spoiled, don't go into spoiler territory because that's where things are spoiled. Time works real different around these parts. On any other world, I'd be like uh, millions of years old. But here on Sakaar. In any case, you know this, uh, this, uh, you call yourself Lord of Thunder. God of Thunder. <laughs> I've never met this man in my life. He's my brother. Adopted. Is he any kind of a fighter? <laughs> you take this thing out of my neck and I'll show you. Oh, listen to that. He's threatening me. Hey, Sparkles, here's the deal. If you want to get back to Ass's uh, place, Asperg. As God. Any contender who defeats my champion, their freedom they shall win. Fine, then point me in the direction of whoever's ass I have to kick. That's what I call contender. Direction would be would be this way, Lord. <laughs> Loki! Boy, that was a long trip into spoiler territory. Oh, yeah. man, I feel like I've aged 20 years. <laughs> uh, My face feels all discombobulated, like I went through like a space here's tunnel. Here's what I'm really happy about. Okay. Lots of things happen to change the Thor world. Thor loses his hammer. It's destroyed. He gets his eye put out. And uh, some people die. And they don't go back and get all those those things back. It doesn't go back to square well, one. Well, you can't really... I, I assume that you can't really get Odin back now? Right. Well, there's that, and then... Well, there's also, again, like, Carl uh, Urban, his arc is that he eventually realizes, oh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm not a terrible guy, so I should try to help save my Asgardians, and then he gets killed. I just want to live a marginal existence, but also, life stops me from was, doing Was that. there another guy that got killed? Too? Who's, like... Because I keep, like... In that first movie, they established the who Warriors Thor's... Three. Yeah. yeah. Killed off the Warriors 3. What yeah. Hell, was Sif during I this? don't know. <laughs> yeah, wait. Yeah, wasn't there, like, another one? I there's granted, the, I didn't there think about Yid- her until seven-eighths of the way Yeah, there the was film. Idris Elba, there was the Asian guy who, who gets killed in this, and then there was another one. There was... The, he, Hela kills two of them when she pops up into the... Really the, quickly. Room. Like, they yeah. just dispose of those guys like they're just regular old guards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of... Through me, because it's not that I cared about these characters in the Marvel Universe, but it's just 
just like, really, you're gonna throw these guys away? And and if you really care about the Thor universe, it's like, whoa. I like Volstead because he loves eating and is also Ray Winstone. Right. I mean, oh, Ray oh, Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. Sorry. Yeah, that was him. He wasn't in this. He was. Yeah. He, he got killed. killed. He, he was in one scene oh. where he got killed. That's it. Yeah. I guess that kind of. Uh, I don't. Maybe that blurred. But yeah, here's what I like about they just this. kill those three guys off, and then that's it. Here's something I liked, and I, I thought about this near the end of the movie. Um, I like this whole idea, which uh, I mean, the typical thing with one of these movies is, you know, we have to save Asgard, we have to save the, pla- the, the this our our home, and then Thor in uh, his you know la- what could be like the quote last moment, you know, he's he's held by the throat by Hela, one of those things, and he somehow mentally transports to Odin, who tells him, like, you don't need to save Asgard. You just gotta save your people. You know, Asgard, put that anywhere you want. And I love that concept. Like, the fact that, yeah, you know what? Let's just forget about our our place. Let's just destroy it. If we can find another home, let's just do that. Well, they kind of established that Asgard as a realm is this place that's built on the blood and tears of countless peoples who have been destroyed by by Odin and Hela long before Thor was even born. Mm-hmm. So you, you have this notion that this beautiful place is actually uh, kind of soaked in blood. And yeah. Hela's trying to bring that back, and as she grows, and as she, the longer she stays there, the more powerful she becomes. The only logical conclusion, then, is that you have to destroy this place. Yeah. yeah. Well, it also ties in, I think, in a way thematically with when the other movies, or especially the first one, clicked, which was this idea of pride and how that is kind of like the ultimate thing that you really have to conquer and uh, don't let that overtake you, which, of course, it's there with Hela, that was there originally with Loki, um, that's yeah. still there with Loki, um, although he's more of a, you know, getting the mischief. It guy. possibly was in whatever the Dark World was about. <laughs> <laughs> whatever... Was his name Malekith? Malekith the Accursed. Yeah, whatever his accursed plan was, ye and your accursed villain kind. Um, I'm going to get this uh, squiggly mercury stuff to go throughout the universe. That's going to be my evil plan. Yeah, But but thematically, it also, it does, it ties in nicely, though, because, again, it's it's one last thing with Thor where, you know, I, I have a lot of, aside from, as you said, the, what the 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 blood of the people and the the whole history of Asgard? There's still also that pride about your place. Like I need to save Asgard, and his dad's like, no, you know, screw it. <laughs> and I and I like that after all these Marvel movies where it's like we have to try to save this place, and ultimately they fuck up the place. Mm-hmm. Um, here it's like, well, let's just raise the 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 hell beast or whatever. Yeah, I was really surprised sorry, sorry. by that. Uh, they went with actually like no, we have to start Ragnarok. Like that's our whole thing. We can't avert destiny. We have. It to was a clever plot it. twist. Yeah. I mean, you think right? Thor and Ragnarok is going to be all all about Thor trying to keep Ragnarok from happening. When uh, and in fact, he comes to that logical conclusion: no, Ragnarok has has to happen because this is the only thing that makes sense. It's as the prophecy foretold. <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you, Andrew. Really. Yes. Uh, when we were watching the movie, the first time that uh, Hela passes by the uh, the Eternal Flame, you said something in the theater. Okay, so here's my deal. <laughs> I think you had a problem <laughs> with that. The opening of Thor, Ragnarok, is of Thor fighting against Surtur, who's this fiery demon, fire giant. And it's like, Surtur's like, oh, if I put my crown in the Eternal Flame, which is in Asgard, I will be able to rise and destroy Asgard. It's like okay, so Thor wants to prevent that from happening. He wants that do, like preventing that from happening will keep Ragnarok from happening. So he takes Surtur's crown, and he puts it somewhere, quote unquote, safe, which is apparently five feet away from the eternal <laughs> plane, which is which it's not supposed to touch. So okay. Now, the thing, which is not supposed to touch the other thing, is now closer to it than it ever has been. I guess I didn't really... entire existence. I guess I didn't really think about it in that way. And not just, like, you know, in the same building, but, like, you could see them both while, while just looking in one direction. Well, to be fair, Andrew, she had to, like, 
make a giant hole through like the the palace floor in order to get to it. No, no. no. <laughs> oh, my thing is the wrong was thing? up above. Yeah, it oh, was right oh, there. It was. She took okay. something in her hand and did the, and did the thing. Oh. And now, but like. She passes by the crown and then passes by the flame. They're right next to each other. Well, he really didn't give good instructions to like the Asgardian like treasure people when he dropped the yeah, crown. Yeah, it's off. like here, put this in the vault. Yeah, which is apparently the same place where you're keeping the other thing. It's not supposed to touch. Yeah, you know when you point it out. Now that was that was kind of dumb on I, Thor's part. And this is a nitpick because ultimately, like, just throw it on the other side of the planet because or ultimately the. Or not go there at all. <laughs> Just, like, fly by a black hole and chuck it in. <laughs> and I admit, Thor's not the one, like, with the big grand plan. He's not big on intellect. But, no. I mean... <laughs> but he's a hero. He should know better. But it's like this, uh... It's, it's ultimately there for the convenience of the plot so that you can put those two things together yes. and have Ragnarok happen. So, it's a bit of a contrivance. Yeah. But, ultimately, it's okay because this film plays a, plays it a little... is more about the humor and the action than it is about developing a logical storyline. So, so, in that moment, you had a problem with it, but you let it go. It's not important. No, I guess not. I just like to complain about it because I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could have done, like, hung a lampshade on it at the end when they do throw the skull into the eternal flame. Somebody could say, like, oh, you put them right next to each other? Real great guys. Like, yeah. done- if someone had drawn attention to it, if, if Hela, when she was going through that treasury, says, like, you have this and this? The two things that aren't supposed to touch? What's yeah. wrong with this place? Yeah. yeah. You know, if she had been like that, that would have been a good one. We should have been writers, you and I. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Um, what else? Just a little thing. How about, uh, how about, um, Doctor Strange? Uh, that was fine with his appearance. Uh, he, I think he was better in this than he was in his own movie. I don't think so. Yes. No, I like Doctor Strange. Well, I think it's Yeah, you love Doctor Strange because you wanted to see it in 3D. <laughs> no, no, no. But, uh, but Taika got great performances out of everybody, so it yeah. doesn't surprise me. That, but I think that he was, he was... Del- fine, but he was also kind of pointless at the same time. Yeah, like, his whole thing was just, okay, I'm going to help you find Odin. But, you know, he could have found that out maybe some other way. They could have, like, immediately got to Odin once they land on the Earth. They didn't have to have the extra complications. It, it, was, it was a very comic booky moment, you yeah. know what I mean? Where, like, us- you have to have, like, your guest character come in to make an appearance. But it, it wasn't like lot, But it gave us a lot of humorous... It gave us some humorous dialogue and a lot of humorous moments. I mean, when Loki and Thor end up in New York, right in front of the old people's home where Loki has left Odin, apparently, and it's being torn down, he's like, I swear, I left him right yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's I, a great piece of writing, and then we have to, and then that gives us an excuse to bring Doctor Strange in this. Yeah. It, and the reason why I say this is better is because there was none of that junk about, oh, this is magic. Or this is this. It's just like, hey, I'm Doctor Strange. I'm a wizard. There's your father. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, he, he does this bit where he's kind of taking a Thor from room to room, but they're not walking anywhere. It's immediately just teleport, teleport, teleport. And each time, Thor is getting uh, more uh, messed up from it. Proving he, he, that Steve and Strange is still an arrogant dick. <laughs> which is, yeah. He's now using his arrogant dickishness for good. But it also <laughs> is a, it's a nice moment where it's, again, just pointing out the absurdity of all of this. Like, it, it's letting us laugh along with the characters. We're yeah. not laughing at it. It's not like, you know, Batman v Superman, where you're acti- actively laughing at what's going on. Yeah. And possibly in Justice League, which is going to come out. In a oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the trailer for that is... I don't know. I don't know what to make of that movie. Look, I will... Yeah! I will get excited about anything that has David Bowie covers in, in its No, in its, in its no, that was a bad cover. Yeah, they should use the original. I, that, I don't that was... No, but that's the thing. The power of David Bowie is so strong to me that it convinces me of anything, no matter how ridiculous. Yeah, but, uh, but no. I, I'm excited to see a merman be flown to the air by a cyborg to throw a trident at a space insect. <laughs> I am with you. Woo! Sure, man. Uh, but, but, but there was much more wonder in that whole Doctor Strange segment where it's like, ha, we're here. 
Ha, we're here. They, ha, they, we're they, here. they, they, they have, like, they oh, have I'm gonna fun make with you, it. I'm going to make you a beer, and then it's going to re- refill all the way. Instead of all this, oh, magic is really mystic science I, I, I kind of fell for that. I, I have to say, though, by the way, uh, for for listeners, when I, when I saw Doctor Strange last year, I was like, oh, my God, this movie is so great. I, I backed off from that. I don't love it anymore, but I still like it. I threatened him. <laughs> He, he got out his Andrew Powers and was like... I, <laughs> I beat him with the plot stick. Uh, the plot stick. Um, what else? Um, uh, there's just a lot of little inventive moments. Like, for example, when Jeff Goldblum uh, puts uh, Thor away into... Uh, where he meets uh, Taika Waititi, the rock monster... Um, and also just that, that little... Pr- I, I love the little prison, because he's like walking around, he's like... Wait, why am I still here? Oh, it's a circle. And <laughs> the way that he explains the circle. How about that brief moment great. where it became Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> oh, that's a big It becomes spoiler. not just a musical reference to Willy Wonka, but it becomes a shot-by-shot reference to Willy Wonka. Where yeah. In a multicolored tunnel, With the music screaming, and suddenly, we're there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, you might almost... I could see someone possibly criticizing that for, like, oh, you just decided to have a Willy Wonka reference here. But they do it really charmingly. That was a multi-layered reference right there. It was a nice multi-layered that reference. That was a reference sandwich. That I think some people will get... A tiramisu of references. Pe- a tier... A turducken of reference. No, that's different. All right. All right. Um, I liked, and also just, uh, what else? Let's, uh, we should talk about Thor. Oh, not Thor. We should talk about Hulk a little bit. I don't think we yeah, said we much about him. Yeah, we should talk about Hulk. Um, this is the and first. It's not like we didn't know he was going to be in it, but. No, uh, no, no. The, the, the trailers made that very clear. Um, here's the thing I wondered, uh, and I know that they, they kind of addressed this, but I was still left with a question, and that might be intentional. Uh, so in the movie. There's a long period. There's a long stretch where Hulk is just Hulk. Like they, they, he and Thor have that fight that you see a little bit of in the trailer. Then uh, the fight ends through a way that I don't even want to spoil that, just because it's really cool. For lack of a better term, there's a reason why he's called the God Thunder. Uh, but anyway, yep. Hulk is still the Hulk. He's not referring back to Banner, which leads to the first time we get long scenes of. Hulk talking in a movie, yeah. Which, I'm I'm sorry, it is it, it never is not cartoonish to me to see that it's funny, but it is a little like cartoony to see the Hulk talking. Yes, long stretches. It's about time that we got there. Yeah, uh, yeah. no. I, but, in a lot of things, the Hulk talks. He carries on a sort of conversation. There's no reason to not have him talk. No, it's just it's movies. just his yeah. dialogue that maybe was a little. But anyway, but then, but then finally, um, Hulk turns back into Banner, um, and I guess is <laughs> is Black Ruffalo. Widow the trigger? She's like the key to changing I guess Hulk so. back into now, now he, Banner. But then what Banner says is that if I turn back into Hulk, it's possible I'll never be Banner again. Is that true? It's whatever the writers say. It is. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, you know, by the end of the film, he didn't change back into Bruce Banner. No, not yet. I, I, but, yeah, but although, Bruce Banner got a pretty funny moment falling out of that spaceship. <laughs> yes. Well, well, yeah, again, Ruffalo is just... He also has a lot of fun being... He plays befuddled really well, because he's just like... Wait, it's been two years? What? And with these clothes, I have to look like Tony Stark now? Yeah. And, you know, he has a lot of fun with that. You're telling me to calm down on a planet designed to get me angry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was just wondering though if there's any if if in the comics that's also the case or if it's just like in the movie they decide to write in those rules like you know the longer that I'm Hulk the more difficult it will be to come out of it and I might be the Hulk forever and blah blah where that that just doesn't make sense no. with what the Hulk's supposed but to be. The, the thing is that the writers keep changing the Hulk's psyche because it's a lot different in the comic books depending on who's writing it where it's sort of like a. It's a variation on dissociative identity disorder where he right. there's different kinds of Hulk that comes out. It's yeah. not just the, the angry green Hulk that you only see in the movies. There's different variations of it. So it's whatever they feel like making it. Yeah, there are way too many variations of, of the Hulk. And, and what's funny is that I heard that they were kind of contemplating making like a Planet Hulk movie. So I wonder if maybe this was a little bit like a compromise. Yes, yes it was. 
Okay. I, it was a great idea. Which is, you know, and again, the, the, the fun thing in this is that on that planet, the Hulk is like a, a celebrity. You know, everybody has like their Hulk signs and that also weirds him out. <laughs> like, it's a nice townhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets to throw a ball against the wall. He eats gourds, apparently. It's a happy Hulk parade in the streets. Yeah. It would be kind of fun to live on a planet where it's run by Jeff Goldblum and Hulk is, like, the mascot. Yeah. (laughs) But he's got a melt stick. And it's also, like, it's also got to be interesting, because Jeff Goldblum, his character will just suddenly uh, pop up in giant hologram form. So it's almost like... Even just a month after Blade Runner twenty forty nine, they're doing like a parody of that. Mm. Um, but yeah, but the, so the Hulk is—he's uh, a good sidekick. He should. I think I've, it's come to the. I think we should all come to the conclusion that Hulk should not. Well, that's not that he should not, but he's better as a supporting character. I disagree. Hulk has not had a good cinematic treatment. Do you think it yet. could be possible? Of course. Yeah. Anything is possible. When you do it. But I don't want to see it. I want to see She-Hulk get a good submit. Well, I, high five. I, yeah. I, would, I would rather have that as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we got to get She-Hulk first. But I mean, people talk about how it's hard to do, do the Hulk. It's not. People have been writing good stories about the Hulk for decades, I assume. Probably. Right. Yeah, probably. And, I haven't read but that it's, it's uh, You just need someone who's willing to back that. I mean, this was pretty unique in terms of of films. I mean, we've come to expect it from the Marvel Universe that they're going to try new things every once in a while. And they've been doing new stuff. Uh, but, you know, they don't want to go back and try something that's been working for the, working for like comics for, for decades. You can't do the Hulk uh, origin again. Who cares about the origin? Yeah, yeah do... we, we don't need any more origins anymore. Yeah. It would be... Even the Hulk didn't have an origin movie in this uni- movie universe. That's true. Yeah, even Edward Norton when he had the Hulk. For, for like some reason, minutes. we don't need to hear the Hulk's backstory every ten years. <laughs> yeah, we get it. What well, what I'm saying is that no, let me amend my statement. It's not that there can't be a good Hulk movie. In fact, I even kind of have an admiration for the Angley Hulk movie. It's just that what? it's just that between the two Avengers movies and now this, he it, it the. the how he's used as a supporting character is perfect. Yeah, because like we were uh, yes. saying about his psyche changes, is that for some reason Marvel aimless do the Savage Green Hulk, and I think that, yeah, a supporting character is good for that, but there's different kinds of Hulks that they could use mentally. Do, they do have, you like, think the, that the, Marvel could do like bring yeah, other they, colored Hulks? They, no, they could do like, the Crafty Grey Hulk, or they could do like the, the Professor Hulk, who's got Banner's mind in the Hulk's body. They have like a whole range of different stuff that they could do. Red with, Hulk. But that's a different that's character. A different. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but there's there's more than they can do it besides the Hulk Smash Hulk. Like they don't have to be stuck in that. Rut. Maybe it's just because that's the one that sells. Well, that's the only one they're selling to people. Maybe. I agree. All right. So what else about this movie? Um, again, I, think, I have nothing else to but, say. But yeah, yeah, just as we were talking about that. This Matt Damon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And when all else fails, Matt Damon. Uh, make sure you have. Oh, that was another funny thing. The fact that. Uh, uh, Loki as in disguise as Odin is like entertaining himself by putting on Greek tragic plays versions of, of his the, own demise. Yeah, if nothing else, I'm glad that Thor: The Dark World exists so yes. that we could get the like uh, Sophocles version of it in this movie with Matt Damon and. Who is the other actor? So there was Sam Neill. Did you recognize who the other guy was? No. The guy playing uh, Thor? Yeah, because no. he looked like he should have been someone. But you but... have the magic looking up device. You find that out first, Research Boy. Well, I find uh, that re- fascinating. You call me Research Boy? I called you Research Boy because you have the magic looking up device. What yeah. I find fascinating is that uh, during the whole time Thor was gone, Loki managed to put up a giant statue oh. of himself. Oh, Luke, Managed oh. to... Managed to get people to watch plays about him, which they sincerely enjoy and are moved emotionally by, and that he was Odin, completely out of character, and nobody noticed. Okay, here's where the tongue is, like, coming out of the mouth, it's so in cheek. Uh, Luke Hemsworth played... What's a twist? Um, Luke Hemsworth? Yeah. There's a third Hemsworth? 
Apparently so. Yeah, not not Liam Hensworth. Uh, and he's been in a few movies, apparently. Like, I'm looking on Letterboxd. He was in so some movies. So the Hemsworths movie. are like the Baldwin brothers now? I guess so, yeah. Like, and yeah, you got Chris is probably Alec Baldwin, and uh, Liam, Liam Hemsworth is, uh, is Billy Baldwin, and now you've got... Uh, Adam Baldwin. He's not related. No, Adam. no, no, yeah. Or, or Stephen Baldwin. King Baldwin of Jerusalem? Uh, oh, okay, so yeah, he was in a movie called Kill Me Three Times with Simon Pegg. Okay. Huh. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's been in a couple of things. And of course, yeah, as we said, Sam Neill is actor Odin, which, uh, <laughs> again, that's... With, and that sets up some of the best parts of, uh, shoot, Anthony Hopkins in this film. Well, would have been... he's acting as Loki, acting as himself. What would have been the one little cherry on top is if they had given Jemaine Clement the role. Yeah. As something. I don't know what he would have played. Maybe that would have just been, like, an overload of awesome for... for Missed movie. opportunity, but, you know, it was already packed with cool stuff anyway. Too yeah. busy with Legion, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good point. Um, yeah, so I think I've, I've said almost everything I want to say. Like I said, this is a very fun movie. Uh... I don't know if I love it as much as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 just because it didn't have that slight extra emotional umph that that gave me. Like, that seemed, that just had, like, a slightly richer emotional context to it. But this was still, um, you know, again, if you're... If, just really well done. Almost just more of a, as a comedy than even an action movie. If yeah. you want to laugh... This is probably one of the funniest things you'll see all year. Yes. But Hela's not supposed to be Thor's sister. Oh, really? No, she's Loki's daughter. So they changed it for the movie. They changed it for the movie. Well, they also changed... Like, I read that originally Thor wasn't even, like... Originally, Thor... They, they It was like just like all the other characters, where it was just a guy who suddenly became, like, the Norse god. Yeah, there's like a Shazam kind of thing going on with that. Yeah, I don't know if you knew about that, Andrew. And rock monsters from Saturn. No, Korg is is the Cronan. He was in this. He was oh. also in the dark. There's also another Cronan in the past movie, but okay. they they show up in the four movies. Um, all right. <laughs> well, I'm all done. Let's yeah. End any this any game. last words, Matt? Matt the Catania says Thor Ragnarok is hella good. Quote me on that. It rocks. Yeah, it was funny the first time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, just don't forget, uh, you can always. Uh, Visit us at uh, the Wages of Cinema podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can email us to wagesofcinema at gmail.com. Uh, you can tell us if we are uh, offending uh, the, uh, the, 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 the God of Thunder. Or as Goldblum would say, uh, uh, the, the, the Lord of, of Thunder. Yes. Um, and uh, Matt, where can you be found? I can be found on my blog, which is mattthecatania.wordpress.com. And they're going to spell that for you in the doobly-doo, so you don't have to worry that out yourself. And then social media with that, like and follow and subscribe and interstalk me, whatever. Yes. And I'll be around for another time. They have one of these podcasty things. Possibly. Yes, yes, Matt has, uh, you should follow him, especially on Twitter. He has uh, uh, very insidery, uh, fun posts uh, uh, about all sorts of things. Especially You can be an insider, too. <laughs> you can see all of the things... Even about something that Andrew is not for, like TV. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next time uh, you hear us, we will actually... We'll be seeing, I guess, uh, Justice League. Because... Because there is no God. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's... Can you imagine... Like, if you told me as a kid, like... You're, a Justice League's movie is going to come out, and you're you not going to be looking... What's Justice League? And... Well, no, I would have known what the Justice League was. Okay. But I would have been... But if you told me, there's a Justice League movie coming out, and you might not be that excited for it. I'd be like, you're crazy. And Shut I'd see up, the, and, then I, and then I'd see the trailer, and I would think, huh, some of the visual effects here, I'm, I'm kind of getting... Look at these fun. visual effects from the future! <laughs> this is amazing! What is future me talking about? I want to put Aquaman this in my eyes right is, now! Aquaman is, is a Pacific Islander? Yeah! No, uh, ben Affleck, a character, an actor I've never heard of, is is Batman. <laughs> this implies there was a Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> Who's the Black Robot? 
<laughs> yeah, I actually would not know who he was when I, when no, I was probably a kid. Not. Um, but yeah, next time we will review Justice League. Matt will be here for that. Maybe I'll get Corey here for that. She saw the movie, but she just isn't on here tonight. Um, but uh, but that's, she said she liked it. She did like it. She also gives uh, her thumbs up. She was just a bit tired. Um, so and and she says that as someone who also didn't really, you know, wasn't you know super hot on the Thor movies like us, but. Uh, yeah, she dug it. And uh, so with that said, I am Jack. I'm Andrew. This is Matt. And the wages of cinema is... Yes! We know each other. He's a friend from work. Oh, come on. <laughs>